0: You're listening to the one of us.net podcast network. One of us.net and all of the shows on it are hundred percent subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to one of us.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. This is my want. I was going to start this by singing the Will Smith Men in Black theme, but then I realized I have no idea how that goes other than the Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> so then
1: here come the Men, Men in Black. Yeah, something like that.
0: I don't know. Men Men know. Men Men it just Amazing. Yeah, I know, right? It fell out of my memory it's, some time it's, ago. It's uh,
2: Forget Me Not, the, the original. It's just that disco song, and then <laughs> sure, Will Smith rapping on top of it.
0: Uh, reviewing Men in Black International was me, Chris. Hi, and...
1: Hi, I'm Morgan. I'm Matt. And Bill.
0: I'm so pleased you guys are on a movie, Matt and Morgan, that is not a giant monster film. i uh, so, it's so
1: excited. It's a refreshing change of things. I mean, there are things. a couple of... Uh, <laughs> giant-esque. Uh,
0: large-esque. Uh, and uh, tiny-esque.
3: Not, but not... A very tiny. There was a pick.
1: wide variety of shapes
0: and then, sizes. We might have to rename your podcast Tiny Cast.
1: Oh, <laughs> could we do a Tiny Cast? What would it even be about?
0: I don't know. Small cats,
3: <gasps> small goats.
0: If you've not know, checked that out, they they their podcast Giganticast on, on our uh, uh, network. network is very amazing. Aww. And Aww. Uh, I, I super love. It. It's one of the few shows I actually listen to. <laughs> not off. <all. laughs>
3: Well, thanks for blowing smoke up our ass. So yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to ride that for the rest of the week. But uh, Men
0: in Black <laughs> International, first Men in Black film in, I don't know
3: how long, it 10 years? been a while, yeah, probably about 10. Mm-hmm. Was Men in Black 3 the one with the time travel? There was yes. a Men in Black 3. There was a Men yeah. in Black 3. Yeah, yeah it,
0: where... Uh, it, uh, and Men in Black to the third power. Right? Where <laughs> Thanos was the uh, younger no.
3: version no. Of, 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 of Tommy Lee with Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Josh Bro Josh Brolin. Yeah. Josh Brolin, Josh yeah. Brolin,
2: yeah, and it was so like inconsequential that it like pretty much immediately dropped out of my I brain. Think I think yeah. I, think I
3: watched it on a plane, and that was like that was that was a that was two hours, I guess. I'm reasonably sure I have it, but <laughs> I, I not even
0: it's it's hard to say anymore, no, quite frankly. Both of the sequels yeah. were incredibly, fun. yeah. The second one had the suffered in the same thing that Ghostbusters two suffered from, which was mm-hmm. like let's nail this map down of the formula so precisely Uh, with an overlay
3: for the sequel that it's just pretty much the exact same film. And honestly, I'm glad that we're continuing the tradition of Men in Black sequels being so... So inconsequential and so just milk toast that they're charming. <laughs> like, like, is that what it was? That was my perception, but I obviously opinions differ. I mean, there is some charm here.
2: I mean, where we all we're all fucking shipping uh, uh, the the leads of this movie, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We we love them, and Thor Ragnarok. Uh, you know, I oh, forgot
3: she was Valkyrie. Yeah. 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 How? Holy shit! Yeah. No, the only because reason I, was, only, I, I only because uh, I only think uh, of her the, as Valkyrie. Yeah, the only that's why reason, this film got made, the, the yeah, the only
0: reason this film got made instead of the previous one they were talking about, which I kind of would have preferred to have seen, which was going to be uh, uh, the the one with, uh, oh, my God, what is it? It's the third movie in the 21 Jump Street series. Oh. They were going to oh. do it where they are like, because like, you, you remember the end of the second one where they do the credits, where it's like all the posters for all the movies in the yeah. future. Yeah. So they were going to do one that took place in the future. There was like seven, it was going to be the 17th film in oh the series. My God. Where oh my they God. become The Man in Black and join it into the What? what? Fuck! No, oh, I do remember hearing about this now. No, it was not like a small, like, someone saying, that'd be cool, it was, like, in pre-production.
3: It wait, was wait, like,
1: can I still have this?
3: I still want that. I'm, I don't think there's any reason why they wouldn't still do that, because right? it's so stupid, and crossovers are big these days. Yeah, so and, so. and
0: also, I think the key of this film is, like, the series is whether or not it's funny. Hmm.
1: And I think this
0: one... Hmm. Uh, Occasionally gets that right. Yeah, at its moment,
2: there there were like about two or three times that I, I laughed out loud. I have forgotten both of them, but I, <laughs> I well,
0: well, Bo, uh, you are our plot master. Tell us the story of this. Oh film. God! Awesome.
2: Uh, okay, so basically, the, the 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 setup for for this one, we we start out with uh, Liam Neeson and uh, Chris Hemsworth as uh, Agent High t because he's English. Get it. Yeah, um, and then, oh, I cri- Chris- Chris- then I
0: didn't get that until
2: just now. Did you didn't I didn't know. either. To be honest, yeah. and I was sorry. like, That's that was stupid. Apparently, Morgan and I are more dedicated to English habits than you are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is Agent H. Uh, there, there's, there's been a a rupture in in space uh, that, that goes back to one of the original points of contact uh, for the MI Black, which is the Eiffel Tower. They go there, and they are they are going up against a, a you know. Obviously, bad entity called The Hive. Um, hmm. they, Just, <laughs> some some stuff happens, uh, but you don't see a lot of it. Camera and fades in then, yep. then we go back uh, 20 years in the past, and we meet a, a young uh, uh, Molly, who is played by uh, uh, Tessa Thompson, or he obviously. He later. Played by, later. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who will be played by Tessa Thompson later. Now she's a young girl. Um, and uh, her parents have an alien encounter. The men in black come, and as is their want, they neuralize them and make them forget what, they had, what they've seen. She avoids this, and she actually sets uh, the, the alien that has hidden in her room free. Um, and she becomes, due to the course of that, uh obsessed with with uh, not only aliens but also who are these mysterious guys and she she applies to you know every security organization in the uh in in the states and she she's she's obviously highly competent they all want her and then she starts talking about aliens and they're like um, yeah, maybe you should go.
0: Yeah, there's a scene where she's applying to the FBI, like, you're amazing, we want you, you didn't fill out this thing, you drew a box below all the things <laughs> where you wanted to be stationed, and she's like, yes, you know, the other great. Which, in, in <laughs>
3: fairness for a setup, that's really cute and clever. I it, actually it's, thought it's that not was bad. really fun. Yes. I agree. No, it, I it, love it,
0: the setup of her character.
2: It,
3: it's a good setup, and it goes
2: against the original uh, premise of having Will Smith's character, who is actually recruited. Um, right. And it, they, they follow up on her, but she actually, you know, she tracks an alien landing, goes to it sees and i black- men in black and follows them back to their headquarters and infiltrates or she thinks so right uh and then she's you know, they're, they're like, nope, you're an intruder. Now we're going to interrogate you. And she basically pleads her case, like, please, please, please. This is all I ever wanted.
0: To Emma and, Thompson, mind you, yeah, who yeah. sadly is not in this sadly movie, analyzed. like, a billion times yeah, percent more. I mean, uh, yeah.
3: whenever she's on screen and you're just like, she's just a delight because she's yeah. got great dialogue. She's got good, like, she commands the scene immediately. She was the
0: one really great thing about the third movie, introducing her in there. She's the yeah. one
3: holdover here,
0: other than uh, Tim Blaney doing the voice of Frank the Pug. Oh yeah, who's <laughs> been here for twenty seconds? Yeah, but, not even that. You know, but yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, you're like okay. So they go, so, yeah, then, they go yeah. like, oh, Emma Thompson's like, okay, right. you make a strong yeah. case. We haven't recruited,
2: <laughs> we haven't recruited in years, but we're going to take a shot on you. They do, um, and then Emma Thompson. Not really reveals, because they, they, they don't put enough thought into the script, but, <laughs> but she's like, hey, there's a, there, there's a, there's a mole, and, and I suspect that there, there's, there's something shady and weird going on in, uh, the London branch, which is run by Liam Neeson's high chi character. Um, I am, even though you are, you know, just a probationary person and have only had a little bit of training, we're going to, to throw you over there, and uh, we want you to, to suss out what's going going on. But, you know, probably specifically because, hey, I know that you don't have any ties to anyone. You're complete new bait.
0: So she immediately, like, like everybody else in the place and everyone in this entire movie, whoever sees Chris Hemsworth goes, that guy... It's got something going on. In other <laughs> words,
2: everybody who sees Chris Hemsworth has a completely normal reaction sure. to seeing what a person like Chris Hemsworth. True, it just the movie.
0: <laughs> the movie like felt like Chris Hemsworth produced the, and wrote this film by like everyone in it going like, "Isn't that guy hot?" I just and memorable.
3: And I, I sort of love that they just leaned so hard into that, and that just was the recurring thing with him. I mean, it was. It was kind of dumb, but I don't know. Again, I was just so low key charmed by this movie. Uh, I low low key because he's in. Th- okay, no, 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 <laughs> no, not,
1: not out. even. You go not to your room exactly. and you think about what you've okay, done. Okay, yeah. cool.
3: Don't
0: think about what you did.
2: Um, <laughs> and there, you know, there there is a certain amount of effort, but not much put into the 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 conceit that that after this. You know, Eiffel Tower event, which was you know apparently just as big as the the culmination of the first movie, where they they you know stop an alien invasion. Um, Chris Hemsworth and, and Liam Neeson's character are, are held in high regard because they're they're absolutely legendary. But uh, you know, since this happened about three years ago. Uh, Chris Hemsworth has kind of been off of this game, and they don't really do a lot to support this other than the fact that, you know, he's he's he likes to go out and, and party, and that William Neeson's character has been kind of covering for him, especially uh, under the auspices of Rafe Spall's character, Agent C, who's, you know, this real stickler dude, and is like, why... Why, why, you, is this how, yeah, why, why is you this just happening? Why is this happening? Letting
0: this guy yeah, do shit. Yeah, you
2: keep on letting him Who, him get away
0: with murder. It was revealed shortly. Like he shows up to a mission and it's just like, where do we go get drunk? You're Like where do we party? I'm not really interested in being
3: a man in black. I just want to have a good time. And yeah. you're like,
0: what is happening with this organization?
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like again, all everything you guys are saying on paper sounds and 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 ultimately i felt is at least a baseline competent mm-hmm progression for a film and you know how the plot setup and everything feels fine it's just a lot of this is kind of boringly and flatly shot there's not a whole lot of creativity what what we're dealing with here
2: is an outline we're not really dealing with you know somebody who sat down and went like okay we've made this outline now i have to make dialogue and character choices that fully support what i'm doing Uh, yeah yeah
0: It's a little sloppy is I think what it comes down to across the board. I mean, there was even a scene I remember early on in the film where they go to a bar, uh, where, where Chris Hemsworth and Tess Thompson is brand new. Like what, what's happening? I mean, you're, everybody says you're this great guy, but it seems right now that you're not. You're just here to party. We're, we're we're here meeting up with this guy that this alien that you know who is literally begging Chris Hemsworth to stop partying and listening to him. <laughs> right. And I'm like, what is happening? And there's a weird little sloppy moment that drove me up the wall. That just felt indicative of the all the problems of the movie. Where uh-huh. it's a Pl- almost a plot point. Like, what do you like to drink? You like vodka and cranberry, right? Vodka and cranberry's for everyone. He immediately turns around and brings champagne back to the table. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. And I went, like, so lazy and sloppy. I, I, I remember yeah. looking at that and
2: thinking, Plus, they're like, at white wine glasses, which is just unforgivable. Oh, <laughs>
3: Jesus
2: fucking Christ.
3: I, I remember thinking, I, 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 I think that was one of those little things where I'm like, uh, is it that, do I just not know what vodka and cranberry look like? No, <laughs> that's, that's, I, a, that's what vodka cranberry <laughs>
2: means in England. If <laughs> sure. you say vodka cranberry,
0: means you no cranberry. In, cra- yeah. in, in England, it's- cranberry is mm-hmm. not red colored. Yes. So <laughs> like no. uh, uh,
2: lorry means dinosaur. Oh. oh, a bunch of savages. <laughs> yes. and, um and, I, and I mean, IT means snacks.
0: But I'm not Ooh. saying that that alone was the thing that drove me crazy. I'm saying right. it just felt indicative to a certain level of sloppiness and laziness that they fired.
2: Yeah. The the script girl on the first day and never hired a replacement. Yeah, Yeah. it was just like
0: uh, that went throughout the whole film of things like, wait, what? Uh, of little little problems that kept re- uh, happening throughout it was like, okay, I mean, I get that it felt like one of those things where, like, it's an absurd comedy, so it doesn't matter, which is such a Hollywood producer
3: right like yeah. way
0: of looking at it. It's like, no, it does
2: matter. Don't oh, the
3: audience will eat it up. It yeah, does which, matter. Which, in fairness, our audience, bless their sweet summer child hearts, yeah. were very, like, ha ha, I like it when the little guy says things, mm. which... I, in fairness, I thought he was kind of funny every now. Okay, and then. so they
2: that, get- thats the saving point. They—they—they they, they, finally they 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 get on their mission because after the after the big club scene, which is kind of their first mission as a as a team, she wheedles her way in, and he's basically you know bringing her along to fuck with her. Um, <laughs> but then these you know. These two French uh, French African twins come in, do weird alien stuff, and then attempt to assassinate the the guy they're there to meet.
0: That's uh, Les, twins? Les, Les Twins. Les Twins. Les Twins. Les Twins. Who are uh, apparently known for their. Dance they're night. they're yeah. they're an incredibly
2: uh, talented hip hop dance act. Uh, this is like their first foray into the. Uh, Uh, Acting world and yeah, they're they're basically just to look like really hot and cool.
3: Yeah, which I mean, again, a testament to sort of this kind of weird laziness where it's like you're not super committing to what's happening. You're not super committing to this premise uh, from a production standpoint. Well, it sets the, them up as an antagonist well, and then you're like, huh? Well, well, what I mean, I guess what I'm specifically thinking of is like, okay, you clearly hired these guys to do these cool dance moves and right. to be these kind of stuntmen. Which served do, no
0: purpose in the story whatsoever.
2: Well, right. at one point they
3: start <laughs> dancing and you can tell that, oh, these guys are Talented dancers who can move their bodies in really unnatural looking ways, and then they put this weird effect over it to make it look alien. Yeah. You know, it just looks like it has a bad Which frame. Defeats rate. The per- like- it, it,
2: it would be like
3: in the second one you have
2: bismarcky playing an alien and they they play up the fact that oh he's he's a human beatbox and now he's beatboxing and that's how his alien culture communicates and it would be like taking that and like oh we're going to put a real beatbox over that instead of having bismarcky do except it yeah. like, no
0: except <laughs> the, even above and beyond that in this scene you're like why is this even happening right in right? this scene like Because somebody out there goes, oh, I know who those guys are, and if I don't get to see them dance in this movie, I'm (laughs) going to be disappointed. It's There's a lot of laziness like that going on throughout this. And uh, you guys mentioned earlier the tiny... Uh, character that comes in that in some ways kind of saved this movie for me. <laughs> uh, there's a little tiny like 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 a, a chess piece size. They, they
2: meet an alien. Uh, you know they they go off to you know basically they find an alien alien. You know Tessa Thompson finds an alien artifact, and there is you know. Through a lot of different plot devices, they're like, oh, you have to go to Marrakesh. They find a, a little, you know, one of the many alien cultures that hides on Earth, and they, they've they been slaughtered, and they're, they're basically all of their, you know, members of the culture represent chess pieces, and there's one pawn left, Pawnee, uh, who yeah. uh, is, is uh, voiced by Kumal Nanjani and yeah, there, there's a lot. They basically give him from that point on in the movie. They give him all every, the best, lines. really hilarious lines. Yeah. And because it's Nanjani, he 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 pulls it off. Even though the the character design
0: is a little annoying, and even me. even then, like a lot of the lines aren't well written. But mm-hmm. Nanjani finds a way to pull it off. Like oh, exactly. at least half the time, no, you exactly. Know?
1: Like normally, like those weird little side characters, like especially the anthropomorphic sidekick characters yeah. that it's like they're just there for punch up or whatever or to be like weirdly meta normally I really hate those yeah. but because it was Kumal Nanjiani oh, I've just like,
2: fallen into a, a bowl of butterscotch all the stage,
1: <laughs> you know? no but you're right he really does find ways unexpectedly to pull off the sometimes strange and obnoxious lines that and you're
0: given. you're fighting it like right off the oh, bat no, because- immediately
1: as soon as I was like no yeah. No, know, I'm not going to mm-hmm. like this at all. And like, oh god, damn it. Yeah,
2: He's no, He is actually kind he uses of funny. He has charm uh, through through his voice alone and he, he he does a good good bit with
3: that. But that's go ahead. Oh, I was going to say was I was going to comment on, you know, on the subject of his design and the subject of the design of kind of all the aliens in this movie. Uh they're all really boring and like kind of lazily designed. I mean, the chess piece angle is kind of cute, but they all have these weird cartoonish eyes. And I'm just, the whole movie I'm sitting here, I'm just thinking like, God damn it, where the fuck is Rick Baker? Like, Seriously. I, I mean, that was a, that was a huge promotional angle for Men in Black 3 when uh, they, they made a lot of, a big whoop about bringing Rick in and having him do all these practical effects, makeup for all these different monsters. Cause you know, uh, Will Smith goes back in time in the third movie and, in MIB headquarters circa 1960 like, something. Matt, no, we don't know that because we've all <laughs> forgotten it. <laughs> this is the one thing about this movie that I remember because the whole. Uh, uh, the whole Men in Black headquarters is filled with specific alien references to 1950s and 60s sci-fi movies. Right, right. Like the robot yeah. monster who's a gorilla with this fucking bucket the, on yeah, its head. This, this island Earth. There's, yeah, there's a, exactly. a bunch of fun, fun stuff in there. And they're all practical. I, I, I there's none of that shit. I saw
0: a lot of stuff in here where I was like, okay, there's a small amount of callbacks to previous ones, but there was a lot of, like, background stuff. I was like... That was cool, but you never found anything interesting to do with it. And it was like, even when you tried to, it was like, so what's the point? Like, there's a thing where there's a cute fuzzy alien that everyone's like, no, don't touch it. And Tessa Thompson touches it and it turns into like a billion versions of itself. And I was like okay, that just felt like a cheap joke. That was Yeah, you know. like
1: it didn't go anywhere or have any purpose to the story. It was, it was like, like looking, ah, it's you know? like a weird alien yeah, thing. Yeah, but,
0: and part of that is that we've already seen that in the previous three films happen over and over and over again. This is so formulaic with what has happened before, and I get it. To some degree, someone in Hollywood is like, no, it has to feel like a Men in Black film. I'm like, you guys haven't figured out yet? Part of the problem with that is that the last two Men in Black films, which are widely disliked, is that you were trying so So hard hard. to stick to that formula that people were like, stop it, do something new. And this film often, very often, falls into that exact same trap. I
2: I, I think a great metaphor for this entire film is, is that you know the 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 main badass car that they 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 start out with uh, this beautiful Jaguar, and then when their the Jaguar gets trashed, they switch over to a Lexus. And <laughs> it's, it's like okay, yeah, I mean, a Lexus is cool. I certainly wouldn't stick my nose up if somebody offered to buy me one, but it's a Lexus. It's it's practically a, a punchline of a luxury car, and. If anybody had put any thought into this, it'd be like, "Well, why don't you do something like a Mini Cooper, something that has like a British heritage? That would that would be really cool." And not only that, but doing a Mini Cooper would have been really funny and charming. Yeah, Yeah. and they tell me that they give us the most boring fucking luxury car on the face of the fucking planet. No offense, Toyota. You know I love you, (laughs) Uh, but but yeah, it's just like it. it, That that's the thing. It's like they they kind of. They, they they set up this high performance vehicle, but there's
3: no thought and there's there's really no love but involved. Yeah. But Bo, it flies. Yeah, but it flies. We haven't seen that before. I mean, that's the thing. Again, it's that it's that. I I have a. I was thinking about this during and, of course, after the movie before, as it was falling out of my ears. Um, this this whole – I know it's a medical condition. I you should get that checked. Yeah, I am starting to like, i have to sweep up after you every time you come <laughs> in here. <laughs> there's a – it almost feels like there's some producer in Hollywood who's like, okay, we have this Men in Black formula and we have this world where we can just plug stuff in. As needed uh, actors or situations or whatever, and they would essentially be kind of like a James Bond setup where it's like they don't even really necessarily need to be connected. Which I'm almost glad that they realized that they don't need to be connected. Like you didn't yeah. need to have keep bringing back Will Smith in those first two sequels, even though they're. I mean, but the thing is that again, you have this concept with a huge amount of potential and they're not really doing anything with it. They're, yeah. But that's that's why they're not doing anything with it because it's cheap and easy to just plug in a couple of hot actors and then plug in some lazily made CGI aliens. Okay, I should backpedal. They're not lazily made. They're well rendered and everything, but their design is just nothing about... None of the aliens in this movie, except for maybe the galaxy-looking aliens. Yeah, everything who, else... Who
0: were like. They just superimposed uh, the, I forget which uh, uh, fucking supernova it is, yeah. but like a very, one of those ones you recognized it, you're like, I've seen that. They, being just, said, they I put thought- that nebula on top of them. That's their whole effect. They're that, <laughs> that nebula.
2: I, I thought they looked really cool, but just like the actors, they they really do, they, they come up with this great effect, some good character design, and they get some really talented dancers to play them. And then it's just like, what well, are you going to dance in one scene? And it's like, uh, why why bother, you know? It's just yeah. like, you might as well just CGI something.
0: Well, let's go to final thoughts. Um, uh, Matt, get us so, started.
3: I mean, again, it just, it was very cookie cutter. I could see everything coming before it. it, it I, I, I saw this whole thing laid out in front of me as soon as I sat down, really. Um, that being said, I wasn't, it wasn't ever really obnoxious. It was sort of, again, kind of charmingly inoffensive. There were things, little things I liked. I liked, them. Um, I don't remember the, na- the actress who plays the uh, arms dealer... Um, uh, that's Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah. Oh, I just got it. Who, by the way, arms was really hot? Is that multicolored,
0: <laughs> multi-armed arms? Dealer?
3: I liked her and a, a arms dealer. Oh, I just yeah, got that. Yeah, I got oh it too. Oh my god! And, I hate myself. <laughs> uh, and and I and I thought she was kind of fun. Uh there were again, there were I little too, things. But they only gave her three arms, and I'm like. I our thought she, Stealer, that's a per- Why don't you do the I Shiva she thing? had, like, I, I could remember, I could swear I remember from a from our trailer or something seeing it she had, like, eight arms right She might have. I'm sure she point. probably did uh, at some point. But, yeah. Activate Mega Shiva! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you know, again, but I was so kind of, like, whatever about this. I mean, I really, another way I described it coming out was, like, oh, it was like King of the Monsters without the monsters. So, <laughs> in other words, just kind of. But it was it was fine, I guess. I wouldn't kick it out of bed. Uh, I would say I'm going to give it. Uh, you know what? I'll give it a five and a half out of ten. Ah, let's give it a six. Six out of ten. Rick Baker's should have been involved. In Morgan, this. you
0: should be careful. He's going to sleep with this movie, and <laughs> I'm. He just said I wouldn't kick it out of bed. I'm just saying you should be careful. I mean cool he clearly is having f- an affair with men in black international i hate to i hate to be the one to give you this bad news but i think jesus just gonna, matt i <laughs> look at this woman this is the best you can do i, I, I thought the least you could do is cheat with john wick three <laughs> <laughs> what can i say i'm a filthy whore um <laughs> you are uh Bo, what's your opinion <laughs> um.
2: So you know, and, and and after bagging so much, I'm I'm gonna look like I'm, I'm backpedaling a little, but I, I I'm not. In insofar as a, it's certainly better than the other two uh, uh, sequels. No no question about that. Um, and I I certainly I there were a couple of a moments in this that that I enjoyed. Um, there were one or two times that I was on the brink of checking out, but they they brought me back enough so that. They they kept me relatively engaged, you know. My only problem with this movie is it's so obvious and formulaic, and it so didn't have to be. They had, you know, all the all the ingredients there. They really could have played with this new pairing of Hemsworth and Thompson, and and you know, done a complete role reversal on uh, the Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith character. Insofar as you've got the older, experienced guy who's kind of a hot shot, and then you've got the you know, kind of really smart by the book person. And they never really they never really fulfilled on that. And and therefore there there are just lots of cases where the characters are coming off as unbelievable and it's not because the acting is bad. It it's just because there's no writing or plot structure to support what this movie wants you to accept them as. And and that's 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 really disappointing. They 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 seem to be playing so hard for you to not get the twists in this movie, which are completely fucking obvious. Yeah. So Yeah. If they had just had a director that was just like, hey, this twist is going to be obvious, so let's not invest stakes in that. Let's invest stakes in this relationship. Let's, Let's see these people, you know, these characters come together and have this real great arc as they get to know each other and, you know, like kind of explore this idea of what Men in Black, 20 years after... Uh, you know, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones looks like. And they, they didn't do it there. They just, they're constantly trying to hammer it into the old movie formula. And then they're outlaying, like they're, they're trying to play off the, the Tessa Thompson and Hemsworth relationship from Thor Ragnarok. And that just never really works in this. Not because of you know, uh, Chris, you already said, if someone like Taiki Watiti had, had done this, we, this would have been incredible. Would have oh my a, god. Who would have grown and skills. Who would have said, yeah. like,
0: would have take, I'll take your plot yeah. structure, but I will throw out everything you've written and rewrite <laughs> yeah. it, so, because what are you guys doing? So like, you could have gotten this
2: <laughs> vital relaunch of, of this fairly cool property, which has legs, and instead what you get is, it's a decent pop summer popcorn movie. It's something that... Hey, I'm looking to kill some time. I can go okay in. And watch to this. Decent. Yeah, it's okay to decent. And uh, so, yeah, in that case, uh, I give this. Uh, I'm gonna give it six and a half out of, out of ten animated beards.
0: What about you, Morgan? <laughs> Morgan Frank, what do you think?
1: This, this review keeps going to strange places. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna Excellent. reiterate too much. I agree with everything that's been said before. You know, it was it was kind of all fluff and no substance. it was It was pleasantly inoffensive. Um, I had a lot of issues with Tessa Thompson's character. I feel like she was kind of all over the place where the writers wanted us to have the the wide-eyed fish out of water character for the audience to relate to. And they wanted us to believe that she was somehow like, Like, homeschooled and super, like, super smart, super well trained, and like, she'd figured all this stuff out, but she's also a rookie at the same time, and you never really get that interplay.
0: Yeah, you're like, how long was it between her, the scene with her and Emma Thompson going, like, I need to be part of this? End the scene where she's actively working on cases. You're like, yeah,
1: and like she apparently went through all this training and got all of the highest marks, but that doesn't really come through later on when she's out in the
0: world. Widely, totally ignorant of just basic men in black policies, like along the way, which
1: is shocking.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're like, she's like, what is that? And you're like, that. Is pretty seems like it's pretty standard
2: stuff. Oh my god. You hide big fucking guns all over your car? (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes, that's like so on our brand.
1: Yeah. So she doesn't know that, but she can quote things out of the handbook. Right. But she can also hack into NASA and use their telescopes to monitor anything. Oh, anybody can hack into NASA. But she also doesn't know like just some of the most basic stuff it's I actually know
0: people who hacked into NASA, but
1: that's
0: (laughs) (laughs) I probably (laughs) shouldn't have just said that I'm like so.
1: Oh, yeah. oh, you're on a list now. Hello, yeah, yeah. fair. <laughs> um, I've completely lost my train of thought. Sorry.
0: <laughs> it's it's a, a super fast train to Europe. Yeah. Uh, Tessa. Oh, Tessa yeah. Basically,
2: you were talking about Tessa Thompson's character. Yeah, I was basically. So, yeah, wasn't yeah. I?
1: Well, I mean, very early in the film, she's like, "I'm perfect for this job. I have no connections whatsoever." And I'm like, "Did your obsession with aliens sever all relationship with your parents? Did they die? Like what?" <laughs> Well, are you okay, Tessa Thompson? And, like, it,
3: and it felt like something they could have probably built on and they
0: didn't do it. And yeah. they didn't do it. Because she's a cartoon character of a character. Yes, yes. Yeah.
1: She's, she is a cartoon character. As like,
0: everyone is. Like,
1: I don't even know what you would call it. Like some sort of empty sack that like, she <laughs> she alters her shape so, like, to fit whatever she, the writer. want. She's good when situation. she needs
2: to be good, and yes. she's bad when she needs to be bad. Exactly. And, and it's like... Um, I don't know who's writing this, but that's not how characters work. No, you have no. to establish a baseline and have them behave the same way no. for them to be believable.
1: Yeah. And I, I could really pick this film apart, but the thing I want to emphasize is that while I was watching it, I was enjoying myself. Mm, okay. I didn't I don't dislike this yeah. film. I've immediately forgotten almost everything about it. <laughs> yeah. But while I was watching it, I wasn't getting actively angry like I was at some films. If, if you want to well, go hyperlink
0: to Godzilla King of the Monsters review. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
1: So if you want to go see something that's like it's enjoyable, don't think about it too hard, and it's it's funny, it's meta in places that it needs to be meta. <laughs> Men in Black, it
2: won't make you mad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean,
1: really, it won't. It, it doesn't. It, it has it has the metaness <laughs> that you see in a lot of modern movies without any of the cynicism. Right. So mm. it's, no, a, I'll give you it that. was at least a, it was at least an enjoyable, positive utterly forgettable experience. Yeah, no,
2: right. this is exactly the type of, of movie that, you know, back in the days when I was living without air conditioning, I'd be like, well, I'll go see a fucking movie. This is fine. Yes. I, I am cold. I'm addition. eating popcorn and there are pictures in front of me.
1: Yes. Yes. They go look at the shiny shiny pictures all of you my lovelies. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: This is uh, really the the definition of damning with paint prints. <laughs> I know, right? I know.
1: But I'm going to give it a pretty high rating. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Whoa. I know. 7 out of 10 uh, weird Thor AUs. Fair.
0: <laughs> so, I was, before we get started, because uh, Shaft was the, the same night, so that review, like, I believe me, I would have loved to have seen Shaft as well, but, th- like, they were the same time. Uh, we were outside, Ooh. and I was talking to Bo, and I was like, man, it drives me crazy this franchise exists at all. Hmm. It's like why? I'm like because as an X Files fan, <laughs> the Men in Black are genuinely creepy and cool. And how you could a have lot given of-
2: me X Files with space guns? <laughs> why
1: did you give me X Files with space guns? There's a lot of like Said you gave me an action slide, You room monsters we're like
0: like doing something that like would be like a action, drama, horror thing? Like, where it's like, what if we follow the story of actual Men in Black where it's like, oh, there's a reason they do what they do. I'm like, I still say to this day, come up with a new name. Let's do that. But... This is such a goofy Ghostbusters knockoff, the Men in Black series, and I'm not going to criticize the original at all. It's uh, it super so fun. It was so mm-hmm. fresh and wonderful. It really works, and a lot of people had previously tried to rip off Ghostbusters unsuccessfully. Do you know what, how you this movie could have been cool? But.
2: If, if they had done it serious, like X-Files, with David Duchovny, and the bad guy was a werewolf. <laughs>
0: So he's banned. <laughs> <laughs> Banhammer. Um,
2: Shout out to my old fans. So I do
0: every time. I'm like, I'm like, please stop making more of these films unless you're going to do something truly clever and fun with it. But it's so. This feels like such a throwback. To the 90s, where it's like, it was oh such yeah. A
1: 90s throw up, exactly.
0: Where we just like, we can't get away from the formula. Nobody, that that idea of executives going like, oh, it doesn't matter if things make sense, it's a comedy. You
2: I know, think, like the Clinton administration.
0: It, <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of pisses me off along the oh. way. We're like going, this could be so good. It, and I'm not even talking about my fantasy of the X Files version of the werewolf. Werewolf. I'm talking about like. <laughs> <laughs> The version where like, it's continuing on from the first film and finding something truly different, a way to evolve the universe, a way where someone involved in the writing was actually taking it seriously on some mm, level. Yeah. You can write a comedy and take it seriously at the same time. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I, I'm saying look at Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, like There's yes. nothing in that movie I go, but wait, that doesn't make sense. No, because they thought about all oh, that I shit. I know a
2: guy who could <laughs> set you right on that.
0: Uh, uh, you know what? <laughs> 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 the
3: foundation is still sturdy. We can rebuild.
1: <laughs> oh my anyway. god, but formulaic. Like, I mean, as soon as Liam Neeson walked on screen, I'm like, oh, Liam Neeson is playing Liam Neeson in this <laughs> yeah. movie with Liam Neeson. Uh, the, I wonder how this they, is gonna go. Yeah,
2: the only way they could be more obvious is if he was Sean Bean and then he turned into Liam Neeson. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That
1: would have been a better movie. I mean, this
0: movie's best thing is just that at least it's just not trying to recreate every beat from the previous three films. It's trying to do something a little different, but ultimately they really fail at that and come back to the same, yep, it's a Men in Black movie, I think think there's something, especially with the opportunity, with the division of time to reinvent that was so just, like, what – guys, you had time enough to say we're – like, it is a straight-up reboot of this that's connected to the previous. Why didn't you take advantage of that? And they so didn't. It's Mm – just another Men in Black film. It's fine. it's better than the previous two sequels. I'm not gonna say that it isn't. It's it's way better than the yep. previous two sequels. But that means.
2: It's
0: still not very good. Uh I'm gonna give it Five and a half out of ten times that I admit I would have welcomed seeing Will Smith make a cameo appearance. Ah. Which, by the way, he does not. Uh. There go the men in black. (laughs) Is that Same movie that
2: you've seen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was something like that.